Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast, where we are all about taking inspiration into tangible action in order to create a life that we actually freaking love. Get ready to keep it real, keep it fun, and do some cool, epic shit together, girl. I'm your host, Kate, a 29-year-old entrepreneur, former teacher, wife, Frenchie mom, and just another woman in this world trying to make her way through life. You ready, babe, to make your dreams come true? Let's do it. You guys, welcome to the first episode of the Kate Take, and I am so freaking pumped that you are here, truly, like, this is something I've been sitting on forever, um, of just wanting to record a podcast and wanting to, honestly, you guys, like, I want to shout out this podcast to all of the women out there or men who always got talks too much on their report card. (laughs) because that is me. And, um, it's like, why not use that gift to help other people? And I'm just super pumped. And, um, you know what you guys like, don't sit on your dreams. And, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is why most people quit. Um, so a really quick background. I have now for the past five years worked in the health and um, fitness coaching space um, through Beachbody, but a huge piece of my job is mentoring my team. So, you know, people who want to do this as a side business or people who want to grow it into a full-time job like I have. So a huge piece of my job is mentoring people on my team through like their limiting beliefs, right? So of course, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, I'm going to give them the blueprint of like, here's how you build your business. But so much of it comes from inside of people's hearts and minds um, to stick with those actions. And, you know, in my five years of doing this, you guys, I've learned that action builds belief. Like anytime that you take action on your dreams, not even your dreams, like anytime you take action in life, crossing off your to-do list, um, you know, getting those house projects done that you've said you've got, you were going to do forever. Anytime you cross those things off your list, you build the belief that you're a person who follows through with what they say that they're going to do. And a huge thing that I see you guys are people will tell me their dreams and their aspirations of what it is that they want out of this business if they want to make it a full-time thing. So a lot of people want to, you know, be able to be stay-at-home moms or be like a part-time stay-at-home mom, but have this business that fulfills them on the side. I hear a lot of people who want to get out of, you know, the teaching profession. Um, I was a teacher um, and, and loved teaching, but wanted to use those gifts of teaching in another way. I work with a lot of people who want to pay off massive amounts of debt and, and use the side income to, to chunk away those pieces of debt so that they can live debt-free. And all of these dreams, you guys, are so valid. Any dream you have in your heart, whether it feels like it's doable or not, it's valid, you guys. And honestly, take a second right now to go back to the small version of yourself as a kid. What did she dream about? What did she want from life? Think about that. And I know it's so silly, but you guys, like, I used to literally be the kid who, like, held her freaking, like, squad C basketball trophy and pretended it was an Oscar. Like we all had those dreams as a kid, but as we become an adult and as we get into society and as we maybe had, you know, these limiting beliefs placed upon us, either from, you know, our parents or a friend or a bad relationship, we find ourselves 
playing into the why I can't do it rather than the why I can do it. And why I think most people quit you guys is because they don't realize that they are on the bridge of a breakthrough, that they are just about to be on the other side of the hardship. And instead of powering through and really believing and continuing to show up consistently, they just go back to their cocoon of comfort, of of playing into, well, see, this is why it got hard. I got to know my best friend told me this business was stupid. Whatever that is, people decide that it's just easier to stay the same than continue to grow through the discomfort of getting to the other side. Um, I see it all the time, you guys. And I obviously see a lot of, you know, my team and women I work with and our greater team continue through the hardships to get to that other side. But man, I think most people quit because they think that the hard right now is the forever. I recently actually just shared a live video in our team page. Um, and I'm going to tell you a quick story. You guys are going to get some stories on this podcast because that's who I am. But I, I shared a story about my second full marathon I ran. I don't know if you guys have ever run a marathon, but they are not a walk in the park. <laughs> they can really test your mindset more than your body even. And my second full marathon I was running was here in the Twin Cities called the Twin Cities Marathon. And I, you guys, was dealing with a knee kind of injury that had lingered for years, quite frankly. Um, and it had been from all my years of running. Well, anyway, a couple of weeks, you know, before my marathon date to run, I was in the tapering phase. So runners out there, you'll know this, but the tapering phase is where you start to actually drop back your mileage, get your body to kind of um, reset, be rested so that the day of the race, you can go out and run the whole freaking thing. And I was in the tapering phase of my marathon and I set out for a run up at my cabin. So I'm in, you know, the small town, like nature, woods, all that shit. And I start to run and I think I got a mile in of these back roads before I literally was in so much pain in my right knee. I literally could not run. And I was crying and I was upset because all I'm thinking about is this marathon I have coming up, this huge task that I had bitten off to, to go do and was ready to do. And all of a sudden I'm sitting here in this freaking field in Dalton, Minnesota thinking, shit, am I going to be able to do this? And I called my husband, my now husband, Zach, and he came and he picked me up. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen on race day. And I had to rest and I had to believe you guys. And so I'm going to share some tangible tools at the end of this podcast of how to build your belief and not be a person who quits. But, um, you know, I had to, I really, you guys, I wasn't out training. I wasn't out lifting. I wasn't out running. I worked on my mindset. I visualized what that end of the race was going to look like, what the finish line was going to feel like, seeing my family at the end of it, hearing the crowd. What would it feel like when that medal went around my neck? And that medal means so much more than just, hey, you did it. Like, what did that really mean behind that? I visualized and I, I said positive affirmations and really you guys worked on that mindset in between while my knee rested. Well, when I got to the marathon and I started, I had to keep those mantras and those visualizations at the forefront of my mind. Because when I got to mile 23 of the race, shit got real. Like the pain in my knee was 
unbelievable. It felt like someone was taking a knife and stabbing it into my, into my right knee. And I remember like popping, like probably a not safe amount of Advil and like chugging like my goo, those runners out there, you'll know. And just like really honestly, guys wondering if I was going to be able to finish because mile 23 was so fucking hard. And I remember this is so dramatic, but I think this is relatable and that we do this a lot when it comes to our dreams, where like when we really get into the thick of the hard, we're like, oh my fucking goodness, it's going to be like this forever. I mean, honestly, I'm recording this September 29th of 2020 and it feels like this year is like, oh my freaking Lord, are we ever going to get out of this shit? Are we ever going to get out of freaking coronavirus and all the crap that's going on? It, it feels like that for so many of us right now. And when I was at that mile, again, dramatic, I literally remember being like, this is where I die. <laughs> like, this is where I lay down. This is where like my life ends. It was a great run, you know, being a 24 year old at the time. And it was a good run. Like 23 is where we, we don't make it. And you guys, you're going to reach that point in your dreams. You're going to reach that point in life where you feel like maybe not like that dramatic, but like, oh, this is where it, it, the dream ends. This is where it dies. And here's what you guys, it was not uh, my amazing feeling me or my like a wonderful muscular physique. You guys, I'm five foot two. I'm not an Amazonian like queen here running through. Like I'm not Usain Bolt going through the finish line here. Um, but it was pure grit. It was all of that mindset work I had done while I had to take some time off of visualization, building that belief, building that affirmation of you're strong, you can do this. That got me through mile 24, 25, and 26. The other reason I think a lot of people quit on their dreams, you guys, is they're putting their faith and they're putting their dreams in other people's hands. They're saying, my husband should support me more. My boss should give me more time. You know, if you're in a business like mine, you know, my mentor, my upline should, should, should be there for me more. Booboo, let me tell you, the reason that you cannot quit is because, and the reason I think it's easy for you to quit is it's so easy to place blame on other people as to why it's not happening. When at the end of the day, you were created by a higher power, whether that is, you know, source for you or, you know, for me, that's God, but a higher power put you on this earth. They said, this person is so freaking bomb. That's how God talks to me. This person is the shit. They need to be on this earth. They've got these gifts. They're built in my like, like image. Here's the free will. Go do it. And people forget that. People forget that. And then they want to place their blame on other people. And that's also, I think, why people quit. Because it's easier to place blame on other people or the outside and circumstance, even this year of 2020. Well, this year's been so hard. You guys, if I hear one more fucking person tell me that this year is hard or that they're busy or that they're overwhelmed and that's why they can't make their dreams work, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to scream. And, like, and I don't mean that in a mean way. You guys, it's hard for fucking everybody. But you need to realize that hard times don't last forever. You cannot have a breakthrough unless you have a breakdown. And that is so true. Um, you know, I'm, this is something I think will be on the podcast in a future episode. My husband in October will reach seven years of sobriety. Um, you guys, that's not an easy thing. 
Like he had to have literally a breakdown multiple before he persevered and now is almost seven fucking years sober. Like you guys have got to realize that it's not meant to always be easy. But I think most people quit because they think that their mile 23 is the end. They think where my mindset was at that mile 23 that, well, this is just how it is now. And then we get complacent. We go back into our comfort zone. We turn back on the TV. We numb the fuck out. We hate watch people on social media who who are doing the things. And do you guys know what you don't see behind the scenes of people who have success? They are working their ass off. It doesn't mean that they don't rest. It doesn't mean that they don't play. Trust me, play and rest and rejuvenation are a huge reason why I keep going in my dreams. But you guys have got to realize it's hard work. So I want to share with you tangible things because that's what this podcast is all about. It's taking inspiration and putting it into action because action builds belief, you guys. you got to have a series, a string of a ton of small wins before you realize that you can. Because when you string together all these small wins, you have proof that you can make things happen. Those things build bigger dreams because you say, well, Why couldn't I dream bigger? Why couldn't I do more if I have all this proof of these little things behind me, okay? So get a notebook. I don't know if you're driving. I don't know if you're on a walk, but make sure you remember to start implementing these things, you guys. And caveat, on the days you don't want to, implement these things. On the days that you're busy, implement these things. On the days where you are like, these dreams are a freaking crock. You need to show up. You need to show up on the harder days more than you need to show up on the good days. Okay, sis? Because that's how this works. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Okay? I know I used to always tell my third graders when I taught, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. All right? So the first thing to implement, to build your dreams, to become a person who does not quit is you need to practice daily gratitude. Daily gratitude. And what I mean, you guys, is small shit. I want you to get a notebook. I'm literally looking at my notebook I use for this every single day. And I write out, I am grateful for, and I write down five super simple things. You know, don't write like your life. Like, okay, that's great. But like the small daily things, you guys, that you're grateful for, I think are so much more impactful because it makes you search for those things throughout the day. So like, the warm cup of coffee in your hand could be something you're grateful for. A great like last night's sleep could be something. A great episode of Real Housewives. Like I have literally written that before. Like I'm grateful for that. That was a great entertaining hour. Five small things you're grateful for you guys and try to switch them up every single day. So sometimes, for example, I'll say like, actually this morning I said, hanging out with Zach last night. I was really grateful for that. We just like watched the football game and hung out and just chatted. And that was a really small, normal thing, but I don't (laughs) love you, Zach, but I don't write Zach down every day because he's a big thing in my life. Right? So five small things you're grateful for, write that in a notebook every day. The second thing in this notebook is 10 dreams that you made happen. Now, this is a shift for a lot of us because a lot of us go through our dreams and we write things like, I will earn a million dollars or I will quit my job, whatever it is for you. No, 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 no. We're not gonna say I will because I will puts your dreams off. 
those types of, of like, you know, I'm going to do it. Those future tense things. Fuck that. You're writing these dreams as an I am, or I earn, or I own, or I lead, right? Those present tense things, you need to write those dreams as if they've already happened. And I will refer you guys back. Um, if you ever go and look at Rachel Hollis, she is really great at explaining on her podcast, um, her start today journal is where I base this off of, but it's all about writing them as they are a present tense because you act in accordance of who you need to become in order for those things to happen. You start when you write, for example, you guys, I have a dream that I will earn a million dollars in my business every year annually. So I write, I am a million dollar earner. Am I close to being a million dollar earner right now? Nope. <laughs> but I write it as if I am because I need to show up as how would a millionaire act? Like, how would they give? How would they serve? How would they, um, you know, show up in the world? So writing those things down as if you already are them, they force your brain, they force your actions to be that person who's like, okay, I need to act as if I am that person. The third thing that I implement every single day, you guys, is reading my vision. Okay, now this is going to be hard when you start, because I know when I started, I was like, vision, I don't freaking know what the hell, like, you know, cause it's like so many of us go through society of just checking the boxes. Like I went to school, check. I got married, check. I had kids, check. And we're not thinking outside of the box. So please know that whatever vision you start with writing, it doesn't have to stay that way forever. I probably rewrite my vision like quarterly, maybe not that often, but a couple of times a year, I have it just saved in, um, a Google um, doc, and then I can edit it and I print it out and I have it in the same notebook where I write that daily gratefulness and then those dreams. And you guys, I want you to, when you write this vision, think about multiple areas of your life. So how do you want to feel? That's the first one. Like, how do you want to live each day? What do you want to feel like? Okay. Another area, and, and this could be a whole separate podcast actually, and maybe we will later on, but Think about work, like your job, your dream career. What would that look like, sound like, feel like? What about your personal relationships, your relationship with your husband or your wife? What does that look like? Do you want kids? What will they be like? How will you be as a family? You know, the other fun, frivolous things like, 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 um, you know, will you own a cabin on a lake or will you have a really cool, I don't know, boat? I don't know why we're at the lake. Maybe it's because I'm a Minnesotan, but those fun things too. Like, um, one dream that I write about that, honestly, you guys, the reason you're writing this vision is so that when your feet hit the ground, you know, your purpose, you know, why you're working. One of mine is we, Zach and I would love to own a property on the North shore of Minnesota someday on Lake Superior. Like, oh my God, you guys. And when I read that part of my vision, I get so freaking hyped because I talk about like the twinkle lights on the deck and the bonfire pit and like how I'm going to sip coffee on cool mornings. And it's like, when I read that vision, I see it and it makes me excited to do the work. So the third thing after your gratefulness, after your dreams is read your vision. Um, there's also so many cool apps out there, you guys, where you can record yourself reading your vision, um, and put it to music. I also do that. Um, so just know that that's something that you can do if you need to like save time. 
And then the fourth thing I do every single morning is read personal development. And you guys, um, there's so like, if you Google personal development books, you will find a plethora of them. Um, one of my suggestions, if you've never read PD as we call it, or I call it, um, is the compound effect by Darren Hardy. It was one of the first ones I ever read so good. Um, this, the other really good one, I think for a new personal development is the happiness advantage by Sean Acker. Also fabulous. Um, just really good for long-term drinks. Now, some of you listening to this are like, okay, cool. Like miss, do you have all the time in the world? No, I don't fucking have all the time in the world. (laughs) This is something I've done for five years. And when I was teaching full time and, you know, on committees and building my business, I did not have a lot of time. So you have to decide when you're going to get your butt out of bed every day and do this. Um, I'm super transparent. I literally, you guys set my alarm for 355 for almost three years to get up every day and have time to do this. Now, because I've built some freedom, I get more time in the morning to do these things. But you guys, you can like, it takes you five seconds to think of five things you're grateful for. It doesn't take that long to write out your dreams. If you record your vision, listen to it while you're getting ready in the morning, while you're making your coffee, right? And I don't know, uh, it's 2020. Have you heard of Audible? (laughs) Have you heard of the Kindle app, like audiobooks? I used to, you guys, listen to my personal development to and from work. Like I didn't listen to the radio once I became a coach and started implementing this because I would just listen to personal development to and from work. Those things, you guys, they don't, it's not going to change you necessarily overnight. And what's probably going to happen is you'll build your belief for a while and then expect it to get hard. Expect another mile 23 to show up because it will, and that's okay. But that's when you dive into this more because you're about to be at a breakthrough when you have a breakdown. And most people quit, you guys, at that you know, mile 23, when it shows up, they quit, but you don't quit. You remember that miles 24, 25, and 26.2 are, are made through sheer belief, determination, and remembering all of these things, you guys. All right. And what I want to leave you with is this, is that if you quit, you can always start over, right? But life's a hell of a lot easier. Let me tell you to go back to the marathon example. It's much easier to run a marathon continuing at a steady pace than to try to sprint and stop and sprint and stop. That shit is going to take you forever and you're going to be exhausted. So remember you guys keep one foot consistently in front of the other. All right. And remember that you don't get a do-over in life. That is something that really fuels me on my hard days is like, this isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't a try on. Like you get this shot at life. You were put on this earth. You get one chance to do it. So why would you ever quit on yourself? Because other people are going to quit on you. Other people aren't going to believe in you. Other people are going to be naysayers as you go through the course of life, but you don't have to be that person for yourself. Why would you do that? So I encourage you guys today to remember that, that you don't get a do over with this. So don't quit. Your dreams and yourself are so freaking worthy of, of, of being accomplished and happening. All right. So um, I hope that this gave you some you know, inspiration and tangible action to go take out into the world, you guys. Um, thank you for joining me on this first episode of the Kate Take. Um, this was my take on why most people quit. 
And I just cannot wait to keep serving you guys through this podcast and connecting with you. So if you liked the podcast today, if you were jamming with this, if you feel like a badass, um, if you can go find us on you know Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all the places where we are, wherever you're listening to this, and go leave a five-star review um, and share it, like, oh my God, I would be so freaking happy um, and subscribe because we're going to have lots of goodness, lots of amazing guests that will also bring you some amazing thoughts and inspiration that you can take into action, you guys. Um, so if you enjoyed this, I would literally, I will be doing a happy dance in my office if you share this or leave a review and subscribe. So we will see you next week on the Kate Take, you guys. If you want to connect, I'm over on Instagram at underscore Kate Brown, C-A-I-T for Kate. And you guys go make it a good one. Talk to you later.